0: <laughs>
1: Hi everyone. I'm Becky. And I'm Dan. That's
0: the H word, Dan. Hi. Um, pretty big week in hope.
1: Big week, yeah.
0: I think it's I think it's the word of the week.
1: <laughs> uh, hope is the word of the week, yeah.
0: <laughs> that sounded yeah. goofier than I hoped coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's all around now.
1: There was a there was a, a spring in my step a little bit today.
0: Yeah, I feel I've 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 sent text messages to um oh um Joe Biden was declared a president by yeah. the lame yeah, stream fake news media.
1: <laughs> we're we're not happy because Alex Trebek died. Oh.
0: Yeah. He's an angel in heaven. Yeah. Now. Um, oh, no. No, it's um Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are going to be the next president and vice president of the United States of America, which you know yeah, this is not without its problems, but it feels so good. It felt good to see a normal speech happen.
1: Mhm. A normal <laughs> speech.
0: Um, and it felt good to see the first woman, first black woman, first South Asian woman, be the vice president. That is something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, this is not the ideal situation, but it's uh it's the end of the far worse situation.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like and and um Oh yeah, weather report. Um mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the sun is setting.
0: The sun is setting, but also this weekend has been record-breaking high temperatures in Toronto.
1: Yeah, we got high we got high temperatures, we got high case numbers. Yeah. We got it all in Toronto today this weekend.
0: Oh, do you want to talk about the virus too? Um
1: we can if you want.
0: Yeah. It's scary. It's just scary again. Mhm. Absolutely. Um, I will say this week with the election like um. yeah this lightness this like spring in your step feeling I'm definitely feeling that and, and a lot of it comes with like looking back at this year because it feels like an end point and the mm-hmm. beginning of a new cycle right mm-hmm. which in tarot is represented by the world card there you go <laughs> big cycle but looking back and being like man there's so much to do but it does seem like an exceptional amount was accomplished between July and now yeah Things have changed. Uh, You know, oh, Maria Jones, friend of the show, Maria Jones, told me that Providence is, Providence was called Providence Plantations. It's like Mm. when it was founded in the 1600s, it was like Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Well, they've taken plantations out.
1: Seems wise. Wait, they officially, like, it yeah. was just officially taken out? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa.
0: But that means, like, you know, that stuff's bureaucratic. Like, you know, there's all these conversations about changing street names here, and, and Vancouver is like only genocidal maniacs have streets named after them, it seems like, and trees. Um, but then there's all this sort of, like, bureaucratic, like, well, we'd have to update GPS. It'll be hard for, like, first aid and uh, first responders to find places. All these sort of bureaucratic <laughs> reasons. I know. Yeah. Like, so
1: does traffic.
0: Yeah. Also, like, you change one street name at a time. I think they can, you know, just put it in the newsletter for the EMSs. <laughs> like the yeah,
1: uh, it, it, the Google is one. It's a one-stop fix.
0: We've we've done a lot of things with technology. I feel like we can change street names on GPS. Anyway. It's yeah. But you know, like, given how slow that change is, like these things that have happened this year are big, and it's just like we don't need to fucking drag our heels so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true.
0: It feels like a takeaway.
1: Yeah. A lot of people uh, dropping offensive mascots or, like, names of sports, sports yeah, teams. Yeah, again,
0: finally, like... Yeah. Like, it was... And it wasn't it so hard and, like, and that's, like, on a micro level. I don't know. I take that in a, on a personal level to be like, remember that about yourself, you know? I can change things quickly if I want to. hmm Listen to feedback. Change things.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. that I I, I felt better... This weekend that I have in months.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I have read so much stuff on Twitter, and I will not um, – I refuse to give credit. Just kidding. I will not remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I did read a thread. Maybe you saw this about just, like, the the, the current but departing, soon-to-be-departing president of the United States and how joyless that environment is and he is, right?
1: That environment? What do you mean? Like, 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 like
0: the, the the White House or anywhere he inhabits. Okay, yeah. That like it, it's, it is, it's completely joyless. It, it was very really beautifully written, and it was like a Twitter thread that I read of just like, you know, he doesn't like books or – Oh, there's sirens. There's sirens at my place. He doesn't like books or fine dining or art or poetry or like – and could you imagine him – these are all paraphrased other person's words, but can you imagine him like – you know, picking up on a gift that his wife would like and secretly getting it and wrapping it and waiting for her to open it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like, we've been in a state of joylessness radiating out of the leadership of the United States for four years.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, There's a very disheartening amount of people that still support that. Um,
0: Yeah. Seems... That's, seems extreme That's the other side of it. Um, but I also like to think about how two times the population of Canada just voted for Biden and Harris. yeah, you know there's a lot of good and you just can't like what can you do about evil people? How much energy do you want to put into like and again, unhappy and not mm-hmm. un- not unhappy because like there's a there's an unhappiness that comes from like true suffering, right? Mm -hmm. disadvantage things like that but then there's just this like you have everything and you're not happy it's Mm -hmm. it's a separate problem and i don't know i just hope i just i i i not only hope i think that happy joyful people leading that country will just make change will radiate change
1: yeah it sets a tone (laughs) yeah yeah
0: these like Sad-ass ghouls, angry, pouting babies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm exhausted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you? Uh, of uh, from that, from that, uh, from that election cycle.
0: Yeah, or just at the moment.
1: Um, yeah, it, there, there's like uh, the the sort of um, elation that comes with a positive result kind of like makes the struggle feel worth it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, I mean, not that I, not that I struggled particularly, but, but like um, the, the exhaustion is, is less intense because uh, because there feels like there's gotten somewhere. A destination has been reached.
0: Yeah. And something's been closed off again, a cycle. And also, God bless Stacey Abrams. <laughs> I'm so happy and proud of Georgia.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it's a tough place. I mean, we've, we've talked to people on the show from there. It's a tough place. It's very divided. But I'm just they they really activated. It. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's huge. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to listen to this interview?
1: Yes, please.
0: Um, we have from Los Angeles, Mirage Trams. Great. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Okay, bye, Dan. <laughs> okay, bye. Hi, everybody. It's Becky. I'm back. Um, before I introduce a guest, I just want to not make a correction, but um, give cite some sources for what we said in the intro. The uh, The Twitter thread that's really wonderfully written that I paraphrased in a very disrespectful in my own way um it was written by john cole john g cole on twitter and it's lovely we'll be posted on our twitter but i wanted to give credit because it's really beautifully written and now without further ado i'd like to welcome all the way from los angeles my guest mirage trams mirage hey
2: oh my <laughs> hey, gosh we we're did doing it. this <laughs> we did it people um, you don't know this no. is a, this is a historic day. So we just had an historic day, but this is a <laughs> historic day.
0: Yeah, the election was nice, but Becky yeah. and Mirage like finally connecting. Huh. I don't, I, I don't even, I don't even know how many attempts we made at this. Oh, I, a lot. <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm blaming. Are you into star stuff? Are you into like astrology yeah. stuff? Oh, okay. you are.
2: I am, but here's the thing: I'm not great at it because I'm a great. Leo, and so Leos are just like, yeah, Leo stuff, and then that's it. So. We know things, but we're just very Leo about it. Oh, what are –
0: okay. Well, the fact that you say even that is more than I know generally. So, what are Leos like? Because my co-host on this, who I do the intro with, Uh
2: he's a Leo. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you guys like? Oh, wow. Okay. So, Leos are the – so, just picture a lion and the lion that's just like, I'm here – To kind of kick it and just lay down, but Uh, the animal kingdom's like you're the the, you're the king of this, and we're just like, hey, we just want to just kick it, and whenever the moment presents itself, we're like, okay, we're gonna lead and we're gonna rip your face off if you're messing with someone in our pride, but otherwise, uh, we just like to be, you know, BB. Like we don't have to have a whole bunch of of of, like, circumstance or anything like that. We like hair. We like to look nice in some way. Maybe it's the things we wear or the things that we uh, – the way that we actually look, we like to look nice. Um, like and not in a traditional way. Like um, nice by your own standards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And we're just – I guess, you know, we're so introspective that sometimes it seems a little – cocky i guess i don't know you know as a leo i think that we're the best it seems like we're the sun but i think that statement is part of the problem okay that's part of the problem yeah well part of the problem but also the strength right 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 leaders but not the kind of leaders that like aries are like aries is like i think this should change let's do this leos are like we're kicking it and the sun we're like um Playing and then a, there's a disaster and we're the last people that want to do it, but we do it. Oh,
0: that yeah, okay. That sounds like Dan, like okay. capable, <laughs> like super capable in certain ways, but then it's like it can be a burden, right?
2: Yeah, and it, you
0: just want to hang out in the den, the lion's den. We want things to be great already,
2: so it's like yeah, we're gonna we understand change and we understand making things better, but we're not like you know vote for me for making things better. We're just kind of kicking it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, this is also um, exactly like what I know of you (laughs) (laughs) trying to make things better, but being like, why aren't they just better?
2: Right. Just very, very like, um, why, why is this happening? What are we doing? Everybody. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Isn't it obvious that at least here's how to, the steps to move or like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like what's up with racism, y'all? It's. Yeah, what it is up with sense. racism? Let's yeah. start there, Mirage. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. up with racism? I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out why, like, why at least the why. If we get to the why, then we can get to the what's up with it. Because, um, I mean, I we've been okay. So, I if you if you know a little bit about my story, my father was killed by a police officer. So that's where I start. I start mm-hmm. with like this whole life of as a child feeling like I needed to. Um, not necessarily right or wrong, but that I lived in a world that was wrong. That, that they couldn't, yeah. this world couldn't tell me that I was not as good as other children whose father took away my father. So as a kid, as a little kid, I, I realized that along with a lot of other things. Um, but that, that's kind of the beginning of everything for me. How old were you? I was 16. No, wow, fourteen, sorry hmm. yeah, and you you are from Alaska originally, yes, right, so the t- the the we're I mean, I don't know what time zone you're you're in the this i'm I was from a completely different time zone. I wanted to have some kind of like connection to you because <laughs> Canada's right there. I can feel my Alaskan accent come out a little bit when I speak with you, and I'm like, okay, here we go. With the story, and I get it, but I can't. Do Alaskans
0: have kind of pseudo Canadian accents? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> we can hear it and we can pick it up. So I'm, I'm fighting it very hard talking talking with you. Well, because I'm black too. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I'm going to do that. It feels very. Um, uh, what is it? Oh my gosh. I had it. What is the show? Oh. It's gone. Fargo? Oh, it could be no. Fargo. <laughs> yeah, like with that accent, the Fargo accent, or um the the show with the kids, DeGrassi. Shits Creek. Oh, DeGrassi. <laughs> that's a
0: <laughs> that's that sounds like an accent to me. I can't distinguish American accents well enough. You can't. Oh, okay, that's wonderful. I mean, I can tell that they are American, but I can't tend to pinpoint them. There's just so
2: many compared to here. Yeah, that's true. What what do American accents sound like to you? Like what do you what does it sound like? Well, a million
0: different things. Like, yeah. you know, there's like New York and stuff. Like that's nice. specific. And then there's like, you know, Southern. And and again, like I can't I'm not great with accents, so I can't get granular, but cuz you know there's like Charleston is different than Atlanta. I guess Atlanta when they get to be like large metropolitan areas, the accents kind of go moosh because everybody's moving in from everywhere. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't hear, I, I, don't, I don't hear my Canadian accent that much. Okay. But I'm also from the West Coast originally. I'm from Vancouver. So okay. But be- between Alaska, Vancouver, and L.A., we've really done the the swoop of <laughs> that whole coast. <laughs> <laughs> we've got just taken it all out. And, like, I can hear little differences, but, you know, California has all those kind of, like, rounder sounds anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. American accents sound like a million things. And then there's, like, and then in the middle it gets weird again. Like, New Mexico Yeah, is, like, E's turn into I's. Like, mm. hand me – I want to write something down with this pin. I'm going to sit <laughs> on the bench.
2: <laughs> with this pin – pin oh i like it
0: <laughs> yeah someone asked me for a pin once and i was like a pin i might have one let
2: me <laughs> oh a pen okay. what do you want to do with it i mean <laughs> but also
0: the reality is like you know i was a girl guide i might have a safety pin in my purse <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> be prepared just like here's a pin what do you want and they're like what are you doing <laughs> well i had one yeah <laughs> No, that's too funny. I can hear I can hear just some sometimes with you. It's not very strong. It's just certain words and um Yeah, it's it's sorry and it's
0: about Yeah.
2: And, yeah. yeah. Those are um, great.
0: Yeah, we all we have to learn as actors up here, we have to learn to not sound Canadian. Really? And I I can do sorry. Does that sound normal yeah, to you? Yeah, that
2: sounds normal. Yeah, I mean, you know, normal. This, yeah, this I is mean, not normal. American. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what the trick is for me to say sorry American is um I just – I say like an Indian woman's outfit because <laughs> that's a sorry. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. It's that's it's a different word than sorry. It's yeah. a sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry. So See, that's when my When you trip. say it, it's very crisp. Yeah, when you say Sor- that – Sorry. The, yes, you said yeah. the outfit. It's like sorry. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Wow.
0: But there's no word for about that I can <laughs> – so it always um. sounds –
2: yeah. Like, uh, uh, about. <laughs> I have a harder
0: time with it. It sounds really weird. Anyway.
2: Ow. It's like, yow. About. 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 I got to go to a dialect coach or I'm never going to get hired again. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. What is this? Where are you from? <laughs> uh, Minnesota. <laughs> okay, continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but back to... Well, I had two different questions. One was going to be about Mercury retrograde, but I think we kind of covered that. But I feel like our experience together has been peak retrograde. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Misconnections,
0: mean- <laughs> technical issues, this phone doesn't work. I busted my phone this week. No way. Yeah, literally dropped my phone and then was like, this is too much.
2: It's, it, <laughs> it's something. I mean, like today... I was like this has to happen or <laughs> this means something else for millions of people. See that's the cocky way that that um that Leo's think. Like yeah. this is going to affect the entire universe if something I do doesn't work and I'm I'm not I'm not proud of that but it's just but how it is. Everything you do affects the entire universe, right?
0: Everything anyone <laughs> that's does, does. That's it's true. That's true. It's like that butterfly effect. Like there is something that is true. So I'm going to stick with it. Thank you. I don't think it's self-centered because if you realize it, it like applies to everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. People em- are supposed
0: to be doing things at the right time. They're supposed to be doing them.
2: Yeah. I do talks. So I do this talk that's called um, Mirage's Incomplete Handbook on how not to give a fuck that I'm changing into a podcast. And <gasps> it's, uh, it's about just that. It's kind of this whole idea that, you know, when we talk about Mr. Rogers, I don't know. Did you have Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, where he just has that whole song about you're so special. And I yeah. dig him so much. And I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, but that's completely wrong. Like, we're not special. We If we think that we're special, then we, we are thinking that everyone looks through the world, uh, looks at the world through our eyes, the way we do it. And- we become disappointed so it's not that we're special um because there is someone else that's gone through the same thing that you have gone through and that's so important for us to know that we're not alone that special oh. feeling is 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 kind of a trick and i'm trying to like really reconcile how i love mr rogers the way i do And really go against that message that he had. Because that song was kind of dope. And it got me through a lot when I was a kid. But it's not the right message. Because special means alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whoa. I've never looked at it that way. Yeah. I thought it meant everyone's special. Everyone is individual, though.
2: Yeah. Everyone is, you know, you are a miracle, is what I say. Like, we're all miracles. Mm. We're all unique. And in a way, we have our own perspective. And that's a different that's different than being special because if we take it special on the positive side, we're saying that we deserve X, Y, and Z. If we're on the negative side, we're saying we don't deserve, but either way it's, it's isolating. It's a hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're not, we're not really connecting to other people. We're thinking we're in this particular moment by ourselves. And I think that that is, is destructive (sighs) to who we are as people. And I get the sentiment, I get the the intent of the message, but it's just the wrong message. And we have to reprogram ourselves. Um, the subtitle of of like of Mirage's incomplete hang, handbook of on how to not ugh, on how not to give a fuck is um, is negotiating with yourself. It's, it's participating in hostage negotiations with yourself. Um, well, so you're you're really trying to reprogram yourself to be able to let in all of that positive stuff that we fight based on little things that people say to us when we're a child so yeah yeah
0: well okay so back to childhood traumatic
2: experience (laughs) yeah and but you also said that that's where all this began Mm -hmm. all what Um, I am a, an activist and it took Mm -hmm. me a long time to kind of figure out that I was an activist and this is what I do. And this is what I'm called to do. Um, because I'm not really a self-proclaimed activist. That was something that was uh, titled to me by other people. Um, but because of my father's death, I, uh, my father was also a comedian in Alaska. He would go to Second City um, during, he would work one month and then come home for one month. And some of the months that he was home, sorry about my dog, um, <laughs> he would teach, he would go to second city and teach us, um, Oh, he would go to second city and lower 48. And then he would learn all these improv games and come back up and teach us these improv games. So, so that was like part of our language is comedy. Um so I I was a I was a a um sorry my mind is crazy. Um no. I was a programmer with IBM for a little bit. Um I programmed a proprietary language while I was in college and I did really well, but because I could make people laugh and I hated it and just completely despise it, so I hated money as well. So I also I became a uh, a comedian. And so because I was a comedian, I was just like, I I decided to do what my father did. And in my comedy, it was always not a preachy comedy, but it was always about social justice. And and it kind of took that route. I mean, even in, um, in comedy sports, it was just kind of like... Where yeah. we have these, these short form improv, and I'm like trying to make like a, a statement every single time. Um, because a lot of times I'd find that I was the only black person in this on this team. And I'm learning yeah. about all these other uh these these things that are very white, very pro um growing up in a melaninly challenged environment. And <laughs> I'm like how do I learn this stuff? So I'm actually trying to learn it like book knowledge, learn white. And I realized that. And I'm like, this is not cool. This is why I hate this. And as I kept going on, I I just started to realize other people were, other people hated this. And when we got to George Floyd here, Mm -hmm. we'd been through so many of these things. I wrote a, um, a show about the last few moments of my dad's life along with what happened in court because we lost the court case. We were in the newspaper a lot and it was a very hard thing. And and during the last moments of the court case, we weren't allowed in, but the judge at the end, when everyone was allowed in for the verdict, the verdict was not guilty. And the judge said to um, the man, his name is Daniel Sorbello, who killed my father. And he, he said, I'm sorry that this even happened. I'm sorry that we had to take away from your life and take you away from your children. And this was a basically that it was a waste of time. And I'm a child in the courtroom, and I had to hear that. I was on the um, the uh, the stand earlier in the trial as a witness, but a witness just to my father's character. Like, he was a good dad. And he was doing, you know, he would take me here and he would get ice cream and and he would never like hit me and all of that. That's what my testimony was. And um, after that moment, when I heard him say that he that he wasn't um, that it was a waste of time and he was taken away from his children, I at that moment thought, well, how are his children more important than we are? Because we're children, too. And. For a, a small amount of time, I felt that I wasn't as good as, and you can imagine, like I was in Alaska too. So I mean, you know, I, I I lived in Alaska as well, and I had I was a lot of times the only black kid in class. I also lived during this time because my my father was killed in Gary, Indiana, which is uh very um segregated in the your father opposite. was killed was mm-hmm. killed in gary yeah in gary indiana mm-hmm. oh and our in the trial was in merrillville and uh-huh. my uh, which is also that's that is predominantly white but yeah. gary predominantly black especially at that time so i went to schools that were mm-hmm. all black i went to schools that were all white and either and each time it was feeling this feeling of not fitting in and then we had this this different this other portion of our lives that made it feel like we were even more excluded from the norm because we're going through this this whole thing this whole process um so i had to get to a point where i fought for myself and even as a kid i remember doing this where i had to keep telling myself that i was that that what was being told to me was a lie that it wasn't true i saw my sisters and brothers take it in and believe it. And as a kid, I just was really like, um, it was just a, it, it's just a gift that I was able to say, no, this isn't right. This isn't true. And I know that I got it from my father because he's this, he was this kind of person. Um, but this isn't true. And even though the majority of people are saying this is what's true, it's not the truth. So mm-hmm. I need to find out what the truth is about myself. And that's kind of this journey that I've had from that moment on, that I needed to find out the truth, not about the situation, but about, about me, and that that's the most important truth I need to find. And in that truth, I'd find the rest of the truth, the truth of the rest of the story, which uh, I did. And for a long time, our family didn't really touch the story at all. But when we did, it was when I started to do um, these shows, and I wanted to touch on these these things. And it would always pull me in that direction, even though I didn't really um, have the, the desire to just do an t- entire show about the murder of black men by police officers. That's not funny. And that's what that was the title of the show is it's not funny. Um, hmm. And people came to the show and they thought it was going to be a funny show. They were like, we thought you were kidding. I'm like, no, <laughs> not kidding. It's not funny. I told you. Um, but they were always happy to have come. And um, when I went through the CBS diversity program, I did another piece there um, that the executives there liked a lot. And it was called um, I Dreamed of Lyft. uh, And it was a parody of um, I Dreamed a Dream. And it was just talking about how this person wished that they had taken Lyft instead of gone, instead of driven that day because they were pulled over. And this whole. Process it, it. I feel like this whole um form has just chosen. It's been a sim. I. I don't know. It, it's been a, a partnership. Like I chose it. It chose me, and yeah. um it just is something that a lot of people can relate to because a lot of people can relate to feeling like they're the only one going through something when there are so many more people that are going through the same things. It's a so
0: specialness. Mm, mm-hmm. The troubling specialness. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well that's <laughs> and so and these shows, um oh I want to say actually speaking of specialness, the one thing that made me think of was like, you know, congratulations on the election.
2: Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh.
0: <laughs> I know, I know there's problems, I know it's a step, but it is a fucking step that oh, has been taken. Thank goodness. Oh, Huge relief.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> We're healing the relief up here, but I will say I watched um I watched Biden's acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, go, go, go. Great, great, great. (laughs) Everyone's going to have to watch you and Kamala, you know, like, yes. But, you know, these elements of, like, America's the best country in the world. I'm like, well, the world is watching this
2: right now. (laughs) Right, right. It's just, this has been such a bizarre fever dream for America. It's just so crazy. Like, I, I had... Like I had been diagnosed with breast cancer. So for like two and, and going through this divorce, a horrible divorce, which very much parallels this election. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. It does. I mean, if you want to talk about it. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I was in court. I had, you know, I had, um, breast cancer and I was in court at the same time. So during this time, I had this person who was telling me these things that were just completely bananas and a court that was just believing it you know what i mean like he's a he's a white male i'm a black woman and if, yeah. you, if you've ever seen me i am a interesting looking black woman that's all i'll say i'm very interesting and now you can there'll <laughs> be Google, a picture of you Google Google her on the
0: on the instagram <laughs> so you'll you can look at what mirage looks like
2: <laughs> i choose this the, the way i look and i'm very happy with it it's more about my N-word and how i feel when i hmm. like present the way i look and I went through this divorce, and it was a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. There were so many things that happened that it was just like, I mean, th- this is an example. I went to court one time, and I was dressed um, in an outfit. My husband, my ex-husband, had taken everything. Like, uh, we, I had nothing. I had no money. I had no anything. So I went and I bought this outfit from, I don't know, like um, Forever 21 something, uh-huh. um and it was just a one piece dress and i but i always like to look nice this is this leo thing coming back yeah. um and i had these shoes and i had this dress These shoes were a little bit tight and i had the dress and uh, my husband my ex-husband had he made a l- he made a little bit of money you know we lived in calabasas mm-hmm. so he made a little bit of money and i all of a sudden i was with you know had nothing and i have these three kids and i was in court the judge looked at me and we were talking about um about what we split and what he'd have to pay and things like that she looked at my outfit and she said you look like um like you have money <laughs> I was like oh, i can look what? like that the judge yeah, said the, that to the you judge, a female judge um Lopez okay. geist uh said look like <laughs> <Susan> <laughs> Lopez geist said i look like i had money and i said okay but i don't she was be quiet Be, be quiet um uh you look like someone is taking care of you i think you're lying about how much you make i'm like i'm a comedian you know hey um you look like you're lying about how much you make you look like someone is taking care of you this this i can say because it is she did not take this off record this is on record. So there are transcripts of this conversation. You That's look like someone insane. Yeah, is taking care of you. And so you have to pay this amount of money. I was like, it was crazy to me. But there are those that moments. That is yeah, crazy. Very crazy. Very wild. And I, I mean, there are those moments though. There are those moments again that hit you that are so bizarre that you're like, this is not right. It doesn't feel right. So it's not right. So that was like the beginning of my fight in court, but you know I've been I've been uh, trained by the world and by narcissists everywhere to feel what it feels like to be in this kind of this kind of weird world that the country has lived in for the past four years, and it's yeah. insane. So when we say oh best country in the world, <laughs> we're a country. And uh we're trying to get better. A lot of us are. Um, at least fifty one percent of us are at <sighs> this moment. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you something.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't know about the other third who didn't vote. We don't yeah, know what their deal exactly. is. Exactly. Why are we talking about them? And also but to me also I was like, best country in the world. It's like specialness. Mm-hmm. Why do you want that? Yeah. To be the best. Everyone else has to be worse. Exactly, it's that hierarchy I, again. Yeah, I don't think we need. Like, I know I really love the United States of America. I've lived there. I I've worked and traveled there, and 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 I, I you know, there's people like you there. Like, yeah. that's what America is to me. That's who I. That's the America that I know, quite honestly. Right, right, but. This thing of, like, best country in the world, why on earth would you want that? How can you quantify that? I want no best country in the world. I want everybody
2: to be okay. Exactly. Best country, guys. Get over that thought. Why would you want it? Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, and it keeps everyone in this mindset, though, of not slipping and being something that's less than best. So it makes us have this very mm. internalized feeling where it's just we're looking at each other. We don't even take the time to say, let's learn about other countries on the real. No,
0: we you just, don't have to. You're, yeah, you're the best.
2: We're the best. you know. So if, it, if we're always like, you know what, we're the best. And inside the best, we have the lowest. But even the lowest among us is the is better than the best of somewhere else. If you play to that kind of ego, yeah, you know, then we're going to like, a lot of people will, will be okay with that, which is the problem with our country. When we go back to like, hey, what about that racism thing? There is a part, a portion of it that's horrible. The worst of you is better than the best of someone else. So let's make sure that you at least stay or, or maintain your identity uh, because then you have something to be proud of. It's disgusting. <laughs>
0: okay. I want to circle back to justice. So okay. when that judge says to you, on the record, you look like someone's taking care of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have that, okay. <laughs> you have that on record. Mm-hmm. What do you, Mirage, do with that? Like, okay, the real question I'm getting to is like, when to fight Mhm. You never have to accept it. But I think, do you understand what the question is then? Yeah. I, I sometimes talk around in circles. Oh, definitely. Yeah. When like, What do you do with that? And not just in that case, but for you
2: in cases like that? I think with me in particular, what I do is I look for patterns because I oh. never take one specific instance as, as, you know, this is something that is just unjust and then we should burn it all down. I look for patterns and that had a lot to do with the fight that I had with Second City um, is that this was a pattern of a decade. It wasn't just this is an instance. So when I was able to look back on how I felt um, as opposed to how I was being treated, obviously something that no one could say this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to decide how to move forward. Because I think the biggest thing when you really, really like nailed down that something that is going on is not right, the biggest thing is to call it out. Mm-hmm. And I think, as women and people who identify as women or people who identify as other, anyone who is not a white male Christian in America right now who has that mm-hmm. privilege, um, we've been taught to not speak out. It's almost like, you know, being part of this this family and we know that it's very dysfunctional and we don't want to say anything because then other people will look at us and and they'll know our weaknesses. We're taught not to say anything. We're taught to kind of say, okay, well, maybe let's not jump to conclusions because things are different. And if you say stuff, then it'll be like, you'll really be the person that um, is changing it for other people. But I think the great thing about being a black woman and, and this is a really great thing, is that there especially in America, is that we don't have anything to lose. So why not speak out? I was completely yeah. losing in this court case, which my friend was going through the same thing. And she was a, a white um, uh, female, that blonde hair, blue eyes, all of that. And uh-huh. she had a completely different um, yeah. outcome. And her husband was a lawyer. And she was still successful. So hmm. in this case where it was just a very openly, you know, he was able to bring up things that were completely false and it would make the judge mad like, oh, my gosh, how is it that you were doing, you know, all these drugs and had all these men in your house, too? And, all? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, because it didn't happen. And it was just that all of a sudden I was on the defensive. It was yep. a very um, clever, I guess, clever or schemy. Tactic, but I was on the defensive all the time.
0: Evil, but effective.
2: Exactly. Yeah, very effective. Which is one thing that we have to look at when we look at Donald Trump. He was effective. He is effective, and it's you know it's very evil. And we can say this is wrong, but to some people, it's not wrong in their minds because he's so effective. So this was an effective thing. So when I was able to kind of really pinpoint and not have questions in my in my mind that whether this was good or bad or right or wrong or whatever, I just knew that I was. Suffering and losing. Then I was speaking up constantly. I spoke up in, in court. I spoke up in my response. I said, "This is what happened, and this isn't right. I don't think I'm being treated correctly." Um, it made it drug things out a lot longer, but like it was the court like, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. but it's on the record. Yeah, yeah, and it's still going. I mean, some portions of it are still going on, but still, it's it's. It's what needs to be done. It, it's, a, it's these fights that are very tire, tiring. This is another thing. Before we
0: started recording, I said, how are you feeling? And we were like, how are you? Hello, how are you? How are you? Um,
2: how are you? <laughs> I, and my answer was, I feel this uh, perpetual sleepiness. <laughs> yeah, Just always sleepy and kind of tired uh, and a little bit uh, relieved. I think yeah this this whole like weird con like concoction of mostly sleepy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I think when we were messaging and like not connecting it was like there's this there's this fatigue that comes with the relief too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: and like you know <laughs> we one is only allowed to do that kind of briefly but like this feels like at the time of recording like the moment to be like (laughs) oh yeah we got through something (laughs) I, i mean me and i'm like i'm just watching this across the border and it's stressing me the fuck out
2: right so you're not and and what people don't know too when we were going through this is that we were actually engaged at one time throughout this whole cuckoo-ness the two of us but it was only on Facebook.
0: Um, Oh, you and I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, was I your first? (laughs) You you were my very first and my favorite. (laughs) Oh, 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 Mirage needed a Canadian to marry her. And I was like, sure. (laughs) And then she had like a series, a series of (laughs) online engagements until it was safe to not have to be engaged to a Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Or foreigner, maybe it wasn't
2: just Canadians. Yeah, it was just anyone to get me out of here just in case, just in case, me and my children. And you just said, yes, no questions. It was wonderful. It was beautiful.
0: Well, we got to. I mean, we have to. I I, I actually fielded um, serious, not marriage proposals, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, serious requests um, for help with Americans, like setting up oh, their wow. immigration here. Yeah. Things like, you know, within our comedy community, like, you know, can you connect me with these people who could write me a letter of this and that? So, like, for real, that's
2: what's been happening in my life for the past few months. Oh, yeah, it, it and and that's beautiful because at the very end and I'm saying 2 days ago, 3 days ago mm-hmm. b- before we got the um announcement, there was some there were some revelations that were coming up that were saying, you know, that was telling us that this is horrible. This will be bad for another 4 yeah. years. I mean, yeah. there's not really a a a scenario where we can stay peacefully here yeah. and um move forward with any type of progress i mean there's a lot it was terrifying so that's wonderful yeah. that you were i was that for real. Terrified.
0: i mean and it's not only me national news coverage in canada was talking about preparing for immigration oh, from the united wow. states yeah like you know interviewing people who moved here four years ago from the states yeah and also And people who want to move here can't be kind of as public about it because Mm -hmm. it can mess up whatever proceedings. But no, like it was a national conversation of like, what do we do? Our
2: borders are still closed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like Yeah. And then there was all this uh, talk and it's so, I mean, this is such a, a full circle because we have so much talk here about like, People coming in from Mexico and and uh, immigration yeah. and all of that. Now we can keep people out of the country when there is this. You, there are other countries preparing for this mass, <laughs> like <laughs> us, like trying to get into other countries. That's so funny to me. Because yeah,
0: flat out <laughs> being like, if he's elected for another four years, like, are we going to accept Americans as refugees? <laughs> <laughs> we oh never my gosh. have, right? Right. But, oh. like, absolutely, Americans are being persecuted and shot in the streets. Absolutely. You know. like, this- Not that – let's be clear. Not that that's – not that the horrifying things aren't happening in Canada that we have to deal with. Right. Like, police violence is happening here, too, and racialized police violence is happening here, right. too. Right. Okay. Um, I just – you know, I, I, I this is from a Canadian perspective. Is I, I get a bit like, I don't want to just shit on the states. We were talking also before <laughs> we started recording of, like, it's not perfect here. We got our own shit. Everyone right. does. But, like <laughs> –
2: but you know, <laughs> yeah, this is it's th- the fact that we have to like um, to really call on other countries. Like we've been shunning other countries. I think that you know when things are what is it? Um, uh, turnabout is is fair play. When mm. I look at it and I see that we, all the the things, one of the most horrible things that have been ha- that's been happening here is the separation at the border uh, of the mm-hmm. children with their parents. And as a parent, that's mortifying to me. I can't imagine yeah. why we don't talk about this every day. Um, women are being uh, sterilized. Sterilized. Without- I know. It's It's insane and it's painful. And the fact that we got to this point Where a couple days ago, you know, we're the ones that are (laughs) being, uh, you know, seeking asylum in another country. Like our country is seeking asylum in another country with the potential, if another country is as, has the same viewpoints, to have that same thing happen to people of our country. Like it should be some, it's insane. This is my, this is exactly the third month of my divorce. Sorry, the divorce was that (laughs) recently? Um, I just got out of the the divorce was... I'm trying to laugh. I know. (laughs) That's
0: fucking intense. No, it's
2: hilarious. Um, It was right... Let's see. My last court date where it was final was last... Well, well, this past January. So it was, yeah, it was very, very, very...
0: So you had your last court date... You had one month and then it was the pandemic.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So I was, and I come good. through Gravy. everything. I come through everything. And I was Breast speaking, cancer. yeah. And I was thinking, you know what? This is going to be a good year. And, you know, I started to, I mean, because there's a period of time when you, after you've separated, that the court here in California wants you to get back together. So you have to go through these. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah, oh, please. Let me let you into the States and then California State. Oh. Let me tell you some things where they want you to get back together. So they, they're, especially if you're parents, they put you through. So there's a year period, um, six months to a year, that you can't just move forward with the divorce. You can't just say, I want a divorce. I'm, a, I'm divorced. So I had to go to counseling with him. And in face counseling, and that had its own problems. And then, so they would send they'll send
0: people to counseling with their abusers.
2: Yes, like you
0: have. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, there should be some things that are that that um, are put in place against that. Like if you're able to get a successful restraining order or what, whatever. Um, But for this one, that didn't happen. I mean, we we went through with one, and then it came back. So, I mean. just to like wrap it all up without taking everyone through my trauma, it was just the fact that I was in treatment and because I was in treatment, this is the type of person that wanted to keep me um, in court so that I'd have to restart my treatments. So these are the things (gasps) that were going on while right before, like, you know, and then, and then there was a month or so. And I'm like this, you know what, we're out of it. Yay. This is great. Everything's going to like, you know, we're going to have, this it's moving forward and by the way my friend huey stonefish kept me very very focused on and creating on moving Mm. forward and not holding myself back um there's a whole story there but that i was still moving forward and still creating and and we wrote we wrote two musicals together all of this (laughs) and Then we get to this point where it's like, okay, everything is so much better than it was two years ago, and we start again, (laughs) and it's pandemic. And then we have racist pandemic, and then it's like, okay, let's go. Let's go again. So that's how it's been.
0: (laughs) How does 2020 feel compared to the other
2: shit? Uh, Let's see. Uh, It feels like we're in a fever dream. We were in a fever dream. Mm-hmm. But it feels more, um, I guess it's like the last leg of a sprint. You know what I mean? It's like that last portion of just get up and do it. It doesn't feel like it's a um, a choice. Yeah. And and it um, I feel really 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 fortunate to have gone through everything I've gone through in life. Um, even the stuff that happened before but 2020 is more of a for me um being bringing other people along like uh, identifying mm. others that have been going through the same type of of uh, feelings that i can relate to and uh just really identifying those and bringing well, that's, other people along
0: i mean that's what i've seen as far as like activism in regards to Second City and um, theaters in Los Angeles in general, live theaters. I mean, given how much you've been going through, that's that's so much work towards other people as well.
2: Yeah. I And it, the thing is, is that I think that if we – think of ourselves as not just individuals. Like, we're all mm-hmm. part of the body of Earth in this way. And this is where I'm getting to this weird, like, spiritual speaking. I love it. But that we're all part of the body of Earth. So, like, if you look at your body and you have your heart and you have your brain and you have all of these things and we have – and it has to work together. Like, the brain can't go, like, rogue and be like – I mean, the brain does go rogue sometimes. But, yeah. like, your heart, you know, it can't just be like, I'm out of here. You know, I'm going to be – I'm going to beat differently. Yeah, because I'm not digging the rest of this body um, It has to work together and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes things go a little bit awry But if it does even a little bit we feel it as a whole hmm. So we have to really um, Look at ourselves as we're parts of a whole and I think if we Understand that purpose if we don't have any other purpose in life to understand that we're part of a whole and that that's an important part of a whole um, then we're able to to actually move toward what we all want which is a sense of peace, hope and happiness and that's what hope. we want yeah <laughs> that's the h word yeah. you said the magic yeah, word yeah hope right that's where we get our happiness from like hope like that we mm-hmm. have like that ability to say hey look look this is possible that's what Kamala gives us That's what anything um, that is moving forward and the fights that we fight, they give us hope. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So in practical terms, like, what does that mean? Just don't isolate yourself, which is (laughs) quite the advice in 2020, but we are so connected.
2: Yeah. I think that it's like, um, one thing that I'm really about is not labeling yourself and knowing that you are someone who is Who's a dynamic and not just a static being? Someone labeling mm. you is, uh, is not you, and even what you label yourself is not you. That's not who you are. You are something that you might even be trying to discover, but it <laughs> doesn't stay still. You're always changing. Every experience and every person that you talk to changes who you are. So why are we always buying into the fact that we are this and we are that and also, not not trying to avoid reality. If we're yes. able to say this is where I am, and I'm uh, accepting this is where I am, doesn't mean that that's where you need to stay. But just accept everything that's there, and what can you be happy about? And then after that, where are you going to make this change? What is the hope that you can find into making the change that you want to make? Um, but it first comes to like acceptance. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think too, like in this, even in this, um, this atmosphere that we have right now, we had a huge, here in the States, we had this huge fight that we went through where we're saying we have to vote, and we have to mobilize these, these areas, and we have to make sure that we keep people um, uh, active and hopeful, and then we had the election results, and everybody was like, kind of like, yay! And it was like, hmm, like this, like, no, what? And there's a big sense of like, kind of depression that's hit the community. Yeah, yeah. And I, I talk about that because I talk about how it hit me um, when I was going through breast cancer treatment. I had a, I have this wonderful plastic surgeon, and he. Was the the doctor the actual doctor? Not my oncologist or anything. They they he's the doctor. He still is the doctor that gets me through mm-hmm. when I have to make choices about what what um, treatments to take and things like that. He's the one who has gotten me through. And one of the things that he informed me of is that this this there's this post treatment depression. So you go through treatment and you're going through and you're fighting and you're surviving and you're going through these horrible things and these good things and you're trying to get to treatment and then it's over and it's just you and your body and you know that it's not quite over but you don't have to make these big constant Movements to keep yourself alive, which is going to these treatments, these doctor's appointments, taking these medicines, things like that. These things are over, so now you're just left with this body that's kind of betrayed you a little bit, and you have to kind of live with it. <laughs> and you're like, hey, what's up, body? And so you have so there's this depression that happens, and it's a weird depression because you feel like you shouldn't have it because you've survived to this point, and you feel you should you feel like you should be happy. But it's not that happiness. It's kind of like this this drop. And he let me know. He said it will pass and it will happen and it will be real. And I said, no, it won't. You don't know what you're talking hmm. about. But it did. It happened. And it made me feel like there was nothing else to do. Um, but one thing I found out is that when there is something else to do, like coronavirus, like all of the other stuff that's happened, <laughs> <laughs> we you'll know. So you don't have to stress yourself out by thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do next? I know I have to like um, change my diet and I have to make sure that I'm not around cancerous things and I got to get to the bottom of what gave me cancer. That's not, it's not going to be helpful because the stress and the anxiety is not helpful. Um, We have to instead just relax and then trust yourself that whenever something presents itself, you'll know what to do because you did this. And that's, that was a big, huge lesson for me that I'm trying to like really press upon others to know, don't stress, get to know yourself and then trust yourself and then relax when you can relax, because there will be another battle and you have to be rested for it. Yeah. The country has voted out cancer. Yeah, exactly. But. (laughs) But that doesn't mean it's not still lingering around or the potential of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that doesn't mean there's a there's a potential 50% cancer but also right right you're gonna stress out all the time like keep your eyes and ears open for exactly. danger and things you need to support but like yeah don't freak about it boy this is advice I need to hear. That's beautiful
2: Mirage. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there's so much to take out of pain I think pain is such a wonderful gift if you use it correctly and you mm. get to look at yourself and you get to be really proud of yourself for having survived. And I'm, yeah. I have an issue with people who say, you know, like, I'm a survivor, really, because that's almost saying that the people who didn't survive this particular thing are not as strong, which is not bad at all. So I just think it's more about being a fighter and being someone who is wanting, who has the drive to to live. Mm-hmm. And as long as we do that, and we are always looking out for each other, I believe, see, I'm very, very in the sky. I think that we can be happy. That's the thing about me. I believe in that in a happiness for all of us. Yeah. And we're alive until we're dead. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, Mirage,
2: this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you. So much! Oh my gosh! Thank you for listening to my rumbling, rambling, and rumbling, rumbling. It was rumbling <laughs> outside. No, not
0: a, not rambling at all. This is absolutely beautiful, Mirage. Um, where can people find you online
2: if you, they want to? Okay, so every like there are some things that are in um, progress, but uh, definitely at Mirage Trams is my handle. Um, uh, Twitter has kind of like gotten out of control, so it's at. At Trams Mirage, that had to change. Um, but yeah, okay. you can look at look me up, look at my Mirage Trams, it looks like Thrams. So Thrams, <laughs> if you look at Mirage, Thrams, T-H-R-A-M-S, um, th- the ex- explanation is like you don't say Tha and Thomas, you don't say Thomas, you know, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Just find Mirage. If you have a lot of people named Mirage around you, then cool. you probably are really dope. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh, this has been absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad we connected. It it, it, this was the absolute perfect time.
2: Oh yeah, this is great. Thank you, thank you for letting me just like go off. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You've raised my spirits
0: so much tonight. So
2: great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Mirage. Bye.
0: The H Word Podcast is produced by me, Becky Johnson, from Parkdale in Toronto, Canada. Artwork this week by Andrea Vella Alarcón, and our theme music as always by Laura Barrett. For information on all our artists and guests, please follow us everywhere at the H Word Pod, or sign up for our newsletter at thehwordpod.com.